Welcome to the first preseason episode of the third season of the PhD Podcast. I am Mitch. I am your new host for the PhD Podcast. Of course, we had a little bit of an issue last season whenever we were able to get you whatever you guys wanted to hear, what you needed to hear, and what you deserved to hear when it came to Pittsburgh-based hockey. Uh, This year, I'm going to try to alleviate that and give you guys a show that you can be able to listen to, whether you're working out or at the rink or on your way to the rink, give you a little update on everything. You can find me on Twitter at PhD underscore Mitch. I am the guy who usually ends up in the rink for uh, Pittsburgh Hockey Digest, especially in the PIHL amongst Robert Morris and some of the elite teams that we have in the area. And that's some stuff that we're going to continue this season. And this is one of the major changes that we are making is we are relaunching the podcast. Uh, I force am now taking over as the solo host of this podcast. And I just wanted to let everybody know what happened last season. Just so nobody's like, oh, well, they're going to start it up and they're going to just stop it again halfway through the season. I'm going to guarantee you that's not going to happen. The only way that can happen is if I lose my voice. And I will tell you this much. I have a very, very, very strong set of vocal cords. And that's not going to happen. So the reason why we lost the PhD podcast last season was basically the fact that we were very shorthanded. And at PhD, I don't know if you know anything about the inner workings of how we operate. For the longest time, it was Alan Saunders and I. And we would cover majority of it. And of course, we always had Gary Heeman on to cover the Robert Morris men. And of course, we added uh, Edward Major at the end of last season to cover our ACHA and a little bit of PIHL for us. But for the most part, we were just a two-man crew, and one of those men is a very, very, very uh, strong professional member of the media who is covering a lot bigger things, to be honest with you. And it's not saying that the that local Pittsburgh hockey isn't a big thing to him. It is huge. This is his life. He loves it to death. But unfortunately, at this time, he's got a lot of other things going on. And whenever it came down to the podcast, I just wasn't ready to host it, and there's a lot of things, reasons for that, uh, not being completely aware of situations, and I needed to learn. I needed So what we did is we let me step back, and I went into the rink a lot more, and I got to know the people. I got to know the players. I got to know the parents, the coaches, and I got to get a little bit more rapport with people. And as I learned the inner workings of how everything worked, I eventually was supposed to come back and we were supposed to relaunch in January of last year. Unfortunately, because PIHL got very busy at that time, I ended up having to relaunch it as of today. Um, show is going to look a little bit different this year. Of course, you're going to have your normal jump-ins by our contributors. Um, of course, we get Andrew Wisniewski back this year. He's going to have a really big feature, I hope, on the Robert Morris women who are playing in the United I'm sorry in the Canadian National Developmental Program right now for the Canadian Developmental Team. They're going to be playing for the Canadian National Team hopefully in the future. But this is the first step and adds them to go to camp and enjoy a little bit of time learning from people who have already played on that squad. And those three of course were Kirsten Welsh, uh, the defenseman the defender who is a senior this year at Robert Morris, JC Gebbard 
who is a forward, a junior forward, one of the elite scorers on the squad, and gra- recent graduate uh, Brittany Howard, who, in a better set of terms, just does everything hockey. She just does that hockey well, and it was amazing to watch her play for the last four years at Robert Morris. Of course, I'm going into my fourth year covering the women's team this year, but that's beside the point. This isn't going to be a one-sided conversation. Um, he's going to have a nice little feature about them this year. We brought on a new editor, uh, Tyler McGoigan. I knew him from the Pittsburgh Broomball Club, who I do play-by-play broadcast for during the regular season. And he's going to come on. He's done a couple features on the players that have moved on and the players who are now you know, coming into this season. He is going to be a very solid part of our team. Very big things coming from him. Uh, Gary Heeman, of course, is going to be back for for his another season of Robert Morris men's coverage with us. Uh, Gary Heeman, of course, I have to thank personally because one of the major components of me being able to put this podcast together was to actually watch a podcast uh, develop as a producer, and he gave me that opportunity at Lernerville Speedway as a dirt track podcast producer. Uh, it doesn't sound like a, a, a great stunning profession but it allowed me to work with people and get to know the ins and outs of what I should have on a podcast building a podcast properly uh, sectioning it off and making sure that you guys get the content that you want not just the content that we want to give you and that's what I'm striving for here I want to show that you can listen to and you can actually interact with while you're on it and it's going to be scores it's going to be standings but it's going to be a whole lot more than that and I want it to be something that people are talking about and people are able to say, hey, you know, did you hear uh, so-and-so's interview on the podcast and he's talking about this, that, the other thing. And well, that's not something that I want that environment. I want to see that we are having that conversation about local Pittsburgh hockey. And um, I got to thank Gary Heeman, Biggie, Eric Westendorf, and of course, Tim Thompson, the owner of Lernerville Speedway, for giving me the opportunity to bring that to the table and get this experience to be able to bring you a show such as this. And I, I couldn't really have not done it without them. That's uh, just experience is something that you don't gain unless you do. And now that I'm able to see where my faults were last year as the producer of this podcast and come back as an actual host, is going to be. I hope I can take this to the next level, and I want. To bring that to the next level for you guys because I think every single hockey player, every single fan, and every single person out there deserves a nice little conversation about local Pittsburgh hockey. And I hope I bring that to you. So there's that. This is the major change for this year. We got a couple new segments of the podcast. Uh, we haven't actually today, we're, we're not even going to just start with the hey, this is who I am and this is why I'm doing this. We're going to start with an interview today. We got a big interview with. Uh, Thomas Jefferson forward Hayden Hintenmeyer. He is going to be playing a split season with the Philadelphia Junior Flyers of the Tier 1 Elite League and Thomas Jefferson this season. And based on a conversation we based on a conversation I had with the young man, he is excited to play on both sides of the state. Of course, playing in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh can't be easy. You got about a 4-hour car ride in between, but the Elite does play during the weekends and he will play weekdays for TJ, so we'll see how it plays out for the young man. He had a great season last year for TJ. Of course, TJ had that big run towards the end. 
on the back of uh, Luke Rapepi, the freshman goaltender, who I will also play an interview that I had last season with. Unfortunately, that's one of the few things that I wasn't able to clear up by the end of the year. We're taking care of now is the conversation I had with Luke after the big win against West Allegheny. And that's just me clearing up a little bit of a uh, housekeeping that I forgot to do. And I am a forgetful guy and you're going to learn that. But at the same time, I try to remember all the facts and keep you guys well informed with what's going on. I of course just had a nice little vacation throughout the summer. I working as often as I did in the rinks and everything. I needed to take a little step back and work, focus on a couple other things. And now we're back. As of today, I am now off of vacation. It is hockey season, and this is the new PhD podcast. We will be back with the interview with Hayden Hintonmeyer. Well, I'm here now with, of course, the Thomas Jefferson forward and future Philadelphia Junior Flyer, uh, Hayden Hintonmeyer. Hayden, how's your summer going? It's uh, going pretty good. Putting in a lot of work, getting ready for the season. Of course, now going off of that, uh, you're of course now going to be playing on both sides of the state. You have stated that you're going to be playing a split schedule between Thomas Jefferson and the PIHL and a Tier 1 elite Philadelphia Junior Flyers. Uh, based off your last couple seasons, is there anything that you did differently in this offseason that allowed you to, uh, it's preparing you better to go into this season? Um, yes and no. I've been working with the same guy, Gary Klapkowski out of the ice castle i go to the gym like three to five days a week do the same thing about every week from running and weights and then we usually have um ice times in the morning throughout the summer like two two to three times a week so and it's nice because we always have big groups to work on like one-on-ones and things like that but i do privates too to work on what i need to work work on but um I definitely uh, had a couple of things that I needed to really focus on because I'm not going to have anyone when I leave, such as like just puck control and other little things that help me become (laughs) a better player. All right. Now, the last three seasons, since your freshman year at Thomas Jefferson, you've played split between the Pittsburgh Predators and Thomas Jefferson. Of course, this is going to be a little bit bigger of a, uh, a drive than mm-hmm. having the, you know, but you put up some really solid numbers over your three years at TJ and, of course, with the Predators. Um, last year, you were 17 games. You put up 31 points, 13 goals, 18 assists. And, I mean, you're coming into your senior year. Now you're playing Tier 1 Elite on the opposite side of the state. What is going to be the toughest obstacle that you're going to see going back, you know, looking at the, you know, the, between the, of course, the four hour drive beyond mm. that? What is going to be toughest for you there? Uh, definitely just keeping my head in the same mindset as playing for in my tier one elite league. It's just like you can't stop because if you start to slow down, then your team will start to slow down. So I need to just keep going when I'm playing TJ like I'm playing for my Philly team. And I also think it has a lot to do with, since I'll be a senior this year, I have a lot more responsibility on my TJ team. So I'm really making it a big deal to make as many games as I can, even though it is such like a long drive. But I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to do good for TJ because I know – they really want to do good this year, and we're pretty excited with how the 
divisions are set up, we think we can go pretty far this year. But yeah, mainly just the speed and just keeping my head in the same mindset. Yeah, that, that, of course, that PIHL alignment really helped out a lot of teams. You don't have to travel as far as you used to. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of those North teams you don't have to visit um, at this point. And let's, uh, speaking of well, your TJ team, you're, you're elevating to a senior this year. Uh, you had a couple guys leave last year, Krause and Krieger. Um, that dynamic of that team is starting to evolve a little bit more. Uh, Kive's going to come back. He's going to be involved in that. You're going to have a couple other guys there. Uh, one guy that I noticed last year, and unfortunately, like I'm, I told you off the phone, off the uh, off the interview, was uh, Luke Repepi. I actually did an interview with him last year, and I unfortunately was never able to get the uh, the article written. I was so busy, and I'm just going. I'll actually play that a little bit later for everybody. But um, what can you say about coming in as a varsity player as a, as a freshman? Uh, that you know how he elevated his game throughout the entire season there. Yeah, it was definitely, I feel like he definitely had a lot of pressure on him being the only goalie, but we made sure he was really comfortable and that we were helping him to get as good as he possibly could for our games. I mean, he's obviously not the biggest goalie, but he definitely stepped up and made timely saves when we needed it. So that was really nice. But, I mean, the like the main thing for me, it was just being like, after the first couple games, it's like, okay, like, I'm comfortable. I can do this now. We need to start, like, progressing, getting better, not just, like, hanging with the rest of the competition. Like, you need to put yourself above. So he definitely did a great job with that, especially because, obviously, it's his first year at varsity. So I give him a lot of credit. I also give our defense a lot of credit for stepping up. A lot of uh, the shots from last year were a lot of perimeter shots, and we made it really easy for him to make the saves he needed to. So. Okay, based on that line of questioning, there's one game mm-hmm. that I remember vividly, and I think you were actually sick and weren't able to make it, was the game against West Allegheny late in the season. I believe we yes. had triple header coverage yep. on that. I remember getting a message from your dad that said you were, that you were missing – and you were yep. upset. That you were really upset, but you were following along at home and so yeah, excited about I, yeah, that. Yeah, I watched that game. I, I got to ask you after the fact now, how does I mean, well, how hard was it to watch that game? <laughs> I mean, he went out there, he played his mind out, but your team, they, they stepped up. That Those two early goals we were able to put, that was a mm-hmm. big game in the standings. And how hard was that to sit down back and watch? If I'm correct, was that our last game? Uh, that was the last game of the season. That was the game that was yeah. that gave you guys, I believe, the third yep. seed in the postseason. Yeah, that was uh, it was pretty stressful. Um, the freshman did an outstanding job stepping up, like uh, Hunter Perriman. But um, yeah, it was <laughs> it was hard to watch. But I mean, I have faith in our team. We have a strong, well balanced team, so it was nice to see them. Uh, get together and win that game. And we played phenomenal, which it's it's not hard. In, I mean, it is hard in that kind of circumstance. But yeah, all in all, it was really good. Yeah, I know we were missing a lot of guys that game. Yeah, you guys were really shorthanded. I remember sitting right before the game. I was thinking, well, this is the game. You know, this is where you're gonna have to learn to to play as a team. And they definitely came out flying and. Fortunately, you were, you know, not feeling so well. You couldn't risk it, but 
I mean, that was, that was mm-hmm. a great game for your team out there, and they did a good job. So going into next season, I'm guessing that that's the, uh, the mentality that you guys are putting forth is the team-first effort? Yep, it'll always be the team-first effort. Um, it's going to be a little different this year, though, because we're missing Krause and Krieger, a lot of our top guys, and they're also seniors, so the leadership role is kind of up in the air right now. But um, so we have a couple of things we gotta adjust, like our power play and penalty kill. But yeah, team first is our main priority, and I'm pretty confident with our team. We're well balanced, um, offense and defensively, and then Luke should only get better from here. So I'm pretty happy with where we are right now. Yes, you guys definitely uh, did very well last year coming from the team that. I saw in the Greensburg Central Catholic tournament in the first week, mm-hmm. and then actually hearing you know the stories about how you guys almost didn't field a team to, you know that unfortunate mm-hmm. that loss to South Fayette in the postseason. But you know that all happens, and you you move on, you you grow as a team, and like you said, it's a it's it's a sport where you just have guys that just continue to move on, and I look forward to seeing what you guys pull off this season down at the Ross Traver Ice Garden. I would like yeah, to thank. I, Go ahead. Yeah. I I was gonna say I just hope that um. I'm not saying that it's good to go through a loss like that because it it was really hard, especially for the seniors. But um, it'll definitely help the freshmen to realize that like this really means a lot to us older kids, and not so like not as much sentimentally for them yet because they're not older. But it definitely means a lot playing the postseason so we're going to try as hard as we can go as far as we can definitely definitely and that's always the end goal you know you want to make sure that you you end up at I believe it will be at, in Pittsburgh this season for the state championships and that's the goal of every team mm-hmm. and we will see where it ends up Hayden I'd like to thank you for coming on with the PhD podcast and myself uh, no problem. good luck on your upcoming season and Get ready for those mileage on get the mileage on that car, sir. <laughs> Thank you. All right, once again, that was Hayden Hintonmeyer, the forward for Thomas Jefferson and the Philadelphia Junior Flyers of the Tier One Elite this season. I am Brian Mitchell. We will be back in a moment. Again, we would like to thank Hayden Hintonmeyer for joining us on the podcast in the summer. He's of course moving out this week, I believe, is what his uh, father was telling me. And he will be heading out to Philadelphia to join his new team. It's got to be a tough little run there for him. Um, you know, it's going to be a lot of miles and going to be a little bit of wear and tear. But, you know, to build up as a player, that's the type of stuff you're going to have to do. And I look forward to seeing nothing but good things out of him. And I hope to talk to him in the future after this season. So we'll see how it plays out. And as I was saying during the pod, during that interview... We have a little bit of a snippet that I wanted to play from last season, and I have to put a little bit of backstory to it because it's actually funny, and I know he got ribbed for it. But after that big game against West Allegheny, Luke Repepe was able to stop and talk. I was able to talk to the young man. And, well, let's put it this way. He didn't exactly have too much time as being interviewed. And I'm not exactly a spring chicken at it, but I'm also not a great interviewer at the same time. You're going to learn that as we go, and I'm, I'm working on that as we continue this process, but I'll get better at it as we go. And we're sitting in the hallway, and I'm he comes out, 
in just, you know, goalie gear. He's like, you're going to do an interview. He'd never done it before. And all of a sudden, he comes out like a ball of fire. He comes out talking, you know, cocky, wants to talk like he's, you know, we're normal, you know, 14, 15 year old would talk when after a game like that, the adrenaline's running. And we get into the first question. He stops and he looks at me and he says, you know what, can can we delete that? I, I didn't mean to sound like that. So bear with it. It's a very good conversation with Luke. And just for the record, after this conversation, this was the one where I referred to a player hugging me after an interview. Yes, the kid had a very good shutout and then hugged me after the interview. So here is the interview with Luke Rapepi after last season's Win over West A. Starting, starting this season. Like you, what? Uh, beginning of the season, you guys walked into. I was at the actually at that Greensburg Central Catholic tournament that you guys had, and uh, somebody had mentioned to me that you guys didn't have a uh, goaltender. You almost didn't field a team this year, and that you have a freshman filling in. Now I watched you play in that game, and to now, you're 17 and three first season at varsity level as a freshman. How does that? You know, what, what progress do you see in your own game? And just, I'm, like, not scared anymore of, like, playing against the big dogs. And mm-hmm. I'm okay with, like, everything that's going on. And I'm just really fortunate to have this great team playing in front of me. And just feeling good right now. Okay, and personally, like, uh, progressive growth as a hockey player. Do you see anything in your game that you've noticed that's changed from the beginning, from that game, the first game that I watched you play, to today? Unfortunately... Like, the first game, I remember I flinched on a shot, which is something horrible. But uh, it's completely gone at this point. I'm totally confident on, like, most shots, 90, 99% of the shots. And I'm just, like, again, feeling good. All right. Now, once again, that was Thomas Jefferson, freshman, now sophomore goaltender, Luke Rapepi, after a big win against West A. Something that's very important to us is we want to get these stories to you and how to have that happen is to let us know that these stories are occurring. And, you know, just like Hayden Hintenmeyer we just had, that was brought to our attention. I mean, like I said earlier, we're a two-man operation for the most part, and we want to hear from you guys about these stories that you guys want us to tell. And we're more than willing to work with you guys and be able to figure out, hey, what's a good time to do an interview? What's a good time to sit down and talk? Let's uh, figure out something to go about this because, it's a big hockey world out there, and the more help we get from our listeners and the people who want to hear this hockey coverage, the better. And reach out to us. We have a Twitter. We have an email address. We have Facebook. You can reach us at any point like that. Of course, you can find me on Twitter at PhD underscore Mitch. Our regular Twitter handle is at PGH Hockey Digest. BergHockey.com is the website you're going to find us and our email address is pittsburghhockeydigest at gmail.com. If you need to get a hold of any of us, please do so because we want to hear from you. We want to be able to tell these stories. This is perfect for our podcast. This is what I want to have out of it. And I want to see everybody's story told. I want to do the best I can to tell your story. So please reach out, tweet us, message us, email us. Heck, if you've got our card, call us. Let us know there's a story. Send us a text, hey, this is going on. We want to hear from you. And that's about 
what this hockey, Berg hockey thing is. And we want to know what these kids are doing, what these players are doing, what these grown men who are going out and playing in weird cities, wild across the country, what they're doing. We want to know that because they played here at some point. And that's what we're trying to do is create that environment where everybody can talk about everybody who played here and developed here and went out and played there. But they're doing great things now. So we want to know what happened. So please, don't hesitate. Contact us and let us know. I'm going to shift gears here real fast. I want to talk to you guys about some more stuff that we're looking at this season. Uh, not only the podcast, but other things that we might have that would be interesting to you. Um, I guess we will announce a couple major things coming up as we continue to iron out the details about how we want to handle it. But... Uh, we are discussing the possibility of a player of the month and goaltender of the month for the, for Pittsburgh Hockey Digest. And that detail will come later when Alan Saunders and I sit down and, and hash out how we want to handle that situation. Um, I have one that I really am interested in seeing occur. And it's going to take a little bit of help from you out there, the listener, and you as a hockey teams and you as the hockey fans and that is the Mitch's challenge Mitch's challenge is going to be as follows as I go in the rink throughout the season to each individual uh, PIHL game basically what it's going to mount down to is it's going to be high school only it is going to be a challenge to see who has the best student section in the PIHL. Um, Of course, I'm going to be announcing my games ahead of time. So if you have the opportunity to alert your your student sections or your fan clubs or anything like that, um, please do so because at the end of the season, the school that I deem that has the best student section, I I haven't figured out exactly what the prize is going to be, but... It's going to be something on me, and I, I want to see that school spirit. I want to see the hockey teams out there having a good time with a very solid fan base. And if that is possible for your school, please do so. Um, I'm going to be reminding everybody of this challenge every week. I will give you an update on this ones that I have seen and the ones that are coming up. And I don't know if I'm going to have a ranking system. I don't know how it's going to work out. But I definitely want to be able to tie in things with the high schools, with their student sections. And a fan club, fan base is very important. I saw some really good ones last year. Of course, Lebo has a very solid fan base. Shaler's is is, is actually pretty rock solid also. Um, goes down to seeing Latrobes. Latrobes is pretty big. Or a couple travelers last year. I believe uh, I believe that big win over Latrobe by Quaker Valley had a solid showing from their fans. So I want to see that. I want to see a lot of involvement from the school's uh, fan base. And I, I think I'm going to do something for the winners at the end of the year. Once again, that is Mitch's challenge for, 2018, for the 2018-19 season for the fan bases. And that's just something that I I was throwing around today, and I think I'm going to go with it. And we're going to update you every week on the standings there. Um, Speaking of the show every week, here's how it's going to break down. We're going to open you up with a feature of something big that occurred 
uh, that week. Um, we're going to try to keep you updated on, you know, the big story. If there's a big story around anywhere, it's going to be on any level. Uh, maybe a player gets called up to the NHL for the first time or a player's transferring out to a bigger, you know, somebody gets transferred from the USHL to the NAHL or switches leagues or something like that. Um, that's something that we were talking about doing, and that's going to be our story for the, you know, feature to open up the day. We're going to follow that up. Is actually going to be Alan Saunders going to be chiming in every week and possibly Tyler Morgoygan. It's going to be our Headwaters Player of the Week. We're going to have a little bit of rundown of how that player did, hopefully an interview with that player at that time. And that's going to be a quick segment from Alan and or Tyler at the moment. And they're going to be able to talk to us about how things you know panned out for that player and why they are the player of the week. Another thing that we're looking at is continuing our weekly call-in with Gary Heeman, of course, for the Robert Morris Men. And that's going to be your coverage of the Robert Morris Men on a podcast. Of course, in podcasts past, we have really focused on Robert Morris. I'm not saying that we're cutting any of their coverage. I'm just saying we're expanding our horizon on the podcast. And it's definitely going to probably be a staple every week with, with uh, Gary Heeman. And that's just something that I'm excited to continue. He's a great, great, great asset when it comes to Robert Morris Hockey has been around from the beginning and of course this is the 15th anniversary of Robert Morris Hockey and Derek Schooley's squad is looking a little different this year and we'll discuss that at a later date but it's definitely something you've got to be excited about and hockey's here guys we're on our way uh I will bring you coverage of the Robert Morris women uh i believe I will have Michaela Lowater uh, back again. Michaela did a terrific job with me last season covering the women, and I am excited and ecstatic to have her back for another year. Um, we're working on those audio issues that we had in the pregame and postgame Facebook Lives. Um, that's actually something else I wanted to talk to you about. We are going to be doing part of the podcast on Facebook Live from the rinks. If those rinks are equipped with enough capability for us to broadcast, I will be doing Facebook Live from the rink this year, and that will be part of this podcast. Hopefully we'll bring you some player interviews live as they happen. Um, we'll be able to get you some coaches involved in it. We're going to talk with some very special guests. I know I actually just spoke with uh, Robert Morris Women's Director of Hockey Operations, Liam Cavanaugh, earlier. He agreed, he's not, not only agreed, he's ecstatic to come on and discuss his new up-and-coming venture, which is something that is awesome, and I think everybody should be listening to it. It's called Never Give Up Radio, and it's a podcast about ending the stigma amongst uh, of mental health in the professional uh, and amateur ranks of hockey as a base, and he's doing a wonderful, wonderful job, has some great great guests so far on that podcast. If you look it up on spot, it's on iTunes, Spotify, all of that NGU never give up radio, Liam Cavanaugh doing a terrific job with that. And that's just a niche that absolutely needed to be spoken about. And I really honestly look forward to that after, because I had my personal run-ins with that, you know, that type of a situation as I was growing up and things in my life occurred. And he definitely is doing great work and making that a knowledgeable subject and his podcast is absolutely wonderful listen so please if you have a chance to check that out I'll have him on our first 
live of the season. That will be on August 26th at approximately 11.15 a.m. It will be taking place from UPMC 66 Lemieux Sports Complex. And that will be as the Pittsburgh Penguins Elite U18 Midget Majors will host the Pittsburgh Predators. And that will be our first live coverage of the year. Of course, getting started now in August 26th is the date we will be at 66. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk to a couple coaches, a couple players. Liam Cavanaugh will be on to talk about Never Give Up Radio. I'm looking forward to that. That is our first venture in doing this as a live app application. And that's actually going to be live on Facebook for you guys. Um, so we're going to see how it plays out. I'm trying to put you guys together another show for the following week next week. I've got a couple people that I want to talk to. I'm uh, putting out the feelers to see if I can get anybody this early. I haven't gotten any word back, but I have one person that I'm going to refer to. And I have, of course, Gary Hemans coming on next week to talk to us. Uh, he's going to introduce himself to your to our crowd now. Um, another segment that is actually just about to debut in a couple seconds is going to be called I'm Upset. And how it works is I go out to rinks every day almost. So when I'm in the middle of the summer, it's nice. Whenever I get back, there are a couple things that maybe irk me, maybe quirk me, maybe make me question what's going on in this world of hockey. And there's some things that I want to speak out on. So I'm going to give myself a little bit of a forum to speak out on them. Not in particular, not trying to, to single anyone out, not trying to you know bring light to something that maybe happened that didn't. I'm just going to put it into a a wider range for people to get the conversation started, get the needle moving on what's going on at Pittsburgh hockey. And it's called I'm Upset because it's some stuff that I've seen that I'm upset about. Like today's is going to be about something that you're not going to see coming, but it's going to be the basis for how the rest of the season goes. Trying to put it together so that everybody has the ability to understand what I'm saying. And it's just a point of view from somebody in the media who's coming to a game. Maybe he sees something he didn't like. Maybe there was a referee call I didn't like. Maybe there was a questionable effort on something. And I'm not trying to reach out and say that they were in the wrong because I know there's human error. I know there's things that can't be avoided. But there's always some way around it. we got to open up the discussion about it. Like today's is going to be about a personal thing with me and how I handled last year's PIHL coverage after being thrown into it at the beginning of the season. And it's just something that I'm looking forward to. And if you have any questions at all, when I open the conversation, you can always tweet me at PhD underscore Mitch on Twitter. You can Facebook on, on Pittsburgh Hockey Digest. We're trying to get this little open line of communication to let everybody discuss things that are going on. Like last year, here's what happened, and you're going to see in the segment of I'm Upset. We had a, I had a goal of seeing every PIHL team. And unfortunately, that fell through because of scheduling and other things that I had to talk about. And I'll discuss it all a little bit later, but... Basically, it, the gist of the uh, of the segment is to give you an idea as to, well, maybe that's an issue. You could, I could see the other side of it. So that's where we're going with it, and I hope to see that in Now, 
podcast is also going to involve, like we saw a little bit earlier, was the uh, interviews in rank. I'm going to do a lot of those. Those are going to be popping up here from all our contributors. And I look forward to being able to give a light on some of these players and what they've gone through and, you know, during the games and, you know, some of the mindsets out there and see the different personalities that our little corner of the world has. And it, it's definitely a very wide swath of personalities. So, with that being said, here is your brand new segment. It is called, yeah. I'm Upset. I'm I'm upset. 50,000 on my head is disrespect. So offended that I had to double check. Now I'd like to introduce a new segment to the podcast. It is, of course, I'm Upset. It is a forum where I can open up the conversation about things that maybe I didn't agree with and something that I've seen at a rink or at an individual game or something that I'm seeing out in social media, something like that. And I will keep it as an open forum. I'm not going to single anyone out. I'm not going to cause any problems amongst anybody. That is not the goal of this forum. It is simply to bring awareness and possibly you know, open up a conversation about things that possibly are occurring inside the world outside sorry outside and possibly inside the world of Pittsburgh based hockey um, first and foremost the first edition of I'm upset is going to be me being upset about myself the reason why that I am upset about myself is that last year around January I made a decision and that decision was to try to cover every PIHL hockey team by the end of the 2009 sorry 1718 season I had gotten pretty far so far in the season, but there were at least a solid dozen to 18 that I had to cover. And the reason why they make this segment is I really took it hard. And you can ask Alan Saunders whenever I wasn't able to make all of them by the end of the season. Now, of course, there were a couple weather delays and a couple things that I couldn't control, such as game cancellations and... You know, some of the games were just impossible to reach. But I've got to every team except three. One of which I wasn't able to get to because of weather, and they canceled their game at the end of the season. The other, I always said that if I had a chance to apologize, I would openly apologize to, and that was Deer Lakes. And this is why I'm upset. Whenever we went into last season... And I made this decision to cover every team. Deer Lakes was one of the ones that I decided that I was going to cover. And I wanted to cover. And they asked me to come out and cover. And, you know, when we get our feedback from our teams, that's what you love to see. That is what we want. We strive to make sure that they want to have us there. Because that makes us feel like we're actually doing something great. And we want to be at your rink. We want to be able to show up. We want to have the in-the-rink pictures. We want to be... I I want to be able to put up the I'm here or they're here, you know, those type of posts are big to us because they let you know that we do care, and we do care about what we bring out to you guys. And Deer Lakes reached out, and they asked, and they said, hey, you know, we got a big game. Can you make it? And I'm like, I'm going to try to. As far as I know, I have that week open. You are available. And unfortunately, what had happened was that Penn Trafford and Shaler decided that they were going to get into a 20-point tie at the end of the regular season, and the league scheduled the 
play-in game that shaped because they because a tie for fifth place, fourth and fifth place had to be a play-in game. Sorry, for fifth place had to be a play-in game. We had to go ahead and we had we had covered that game. And unfortunately, I couldn't make it up the frozen pond and see Deer Lakes last season. And there were a couple situations why I couldn't beforehand, a couple cancellations, a couple reschedules. So I truthfully I'm upset with myself, guys. I'll be honest, I'm gonna be just flat out saying and Deer Lakes, I'm coming to see you early this season, and you better be ready, because I'm going to give you everything I got, and because me being apologetic is one thing that I am very good at, and you will be the team that I cover. The other two teams that I was unable to get to by the end of the season were, of course, Wheeling Catholic. I was not able to make it out to West Banco to see them. I did see Wheeling Park last year. However, Wheeling Catholic, I wasn't able to go out and see you guys. I will be back this year to see you guys. And unfortunately, a regular season game for Greensburg Central Catholic. Unfortunately, I will not be able to cover them this year. They are not going to be fielding a varsity team for 2018-19. But Wheeling Catholic and Deer Lakes, I owe you one this year. I got everybody else in last year. It was amazing how I pulled it off. There were weeks that I was going out three weeks at a time, three, uh, three games at a time. I saw there were weeks that I was like 10, 15, I'm sorry, 10 to 11 games deep due to Robert Morris and covering out the rest of the PIHL too. And the schedule just fell the way it did and I was unable to make it out. And it was funny because the one game that I was able to go see Wheeling Catholic, I believe was snowed out. It was on a Wednesday and they were hosting Greensburg Central Catholic. And unfortunately, I was unable to make that trip to West Banco that would have just knocked them both off of the list. And like I said, I'm upset at myself for it. I'm the only one to blame but myself there. So, yes, Deer Lakes, I'm coming for you, and I'm upset. And, of course, as we get further into the season, we are going to try to expand those conversations beyond what we are capable of hopefully we're able to bring you what you need um just some small things to go over the remainder of the way and then that's it um we're looking at possibly doing uh game of the week this week this year so it'd be a double header that i go out to and we will do a live podcast recording um that is not guaranteed and that is only due to the capabilities of the the venues that we're in, we have a couple rinks out there that do not have the capability of being able to record, uh, have the internet. And as the technology expands, we hope that some of those will catch up to the times. But unfortunately, there are a few that still we cannot and will not be able to bring to you. Um, we will try to put them on tape delay and record them ourselves. If that's a possibility, then we will. Unfortunately, at this time, we are unable to bring you to all of the venues. And the ones we do, it will work pretty simple. We cannot broadcast the games, so we will show we will go on live right after the games. We will record for approximately 15 minutes to a half an hour. We will have the interviews with the players and everything that, you know, comes along with it. And that will be recorded alongside a uh, video output on Facebook that you will be able to watch and we hope to bring you something that maybe isn't brought to light um, in that category so 
Definitely something that I'm really excited about and very interested in. And hopefully that it works out in the future for us. Of course, with everything that we do, there are going to be tweaks and things that need to be changed. And as we continue upon that, it will work. Um, We've got some really cool events lined up for you this year. Uh, So far, I am scheduled to, of course, attend that PIH, I'm sorry, the the Predators-Penguins Elite game this coming uh, a couple weeks. And then we will also be covering the St. Margaret's tournament. I still am waiting for details on that event. I've only got a list from a handful of teams that are actually attending that. So whenever we start getting details, hopefully by the next podcast, we'll have some information and a little bit of a preview for that. Um, St. Margaret's tournament will be our preseason PIHL coverage. I will bring you some information on the upcoming season at that time. We should probably know the schedule for the PIHL. Um, We already have the alignment out, but of course everything is subject to change, and we'll see how it actually falls. Last year we had a couple teams move after the initial alignments were announced. We'll see if that actually occurs again this year. Now St. Margaret's Tournament held at Alpha Ice Complex, and that will be a venue where I will be able to attend and record, do our live show. It might be a longer show because, you know, as many teams that are playing, we're going to try to get as many people on as possible. And when we do live, anything can happen. Um, we, once again, will not be broadcasting the games. However, we might actually be live during the games. And could be some fun hijinks going on behind us. Might be, you know, a lot of good hockey. But, you know, like I said earlier, hockey season's back, guys. It's the middle of August. We have about a week and a half until we have two weeks until the first live broadcast at UPMC 66. So we are ready for the season already. I think that's going to be a very good place to wrap it up for the first week of the season three PhD podcast preseason series. Once again, I would like to thank Hayden Hintenmeyer for joining me to look forward to his season with the Philadelphia Junior Flyers of Tier 1 and the Thomas Jefferson Jaguars of the PIHL, the single A club that will be playing this upcoming season. Of course, on that team, the interview with Luke Rapepi from last season that I accidentally just got really busy and wasn't able to get the article out. Once again, I apologize to Luke for that. He deserves better than that. He had a heck of a game that night. And then, of course, I'd like to really thank uh, Gary Heeman, Big E, Eric Westendorf with the Action Track podcast that I produced. They definitely gave me a lot to uh, work with and to learn. And that is what we created this podcast from. Um, Alan Saunders for allowing me to go solo on this. I know it was a big step for him, but he was busy and he didn't need to do it, but he definitely was good to let me loose, and I hope that I can at least show him that I am more than capable of it. And a very, very, very special thanks to, of course, a very good friend of mine, TJ Sabatello, a.k.a. DJ T-Sab, He uh, is offering out his music to us for the open and close here. If you want to check him out on SoundCloud, of course, uh, is that DJ T-Sab, I believe. Um, 
very good stuff. He's just starting out, but definitely really doing a good job, and I, I really enjoy listening to some of his stuff. So, And, of course, to you guys, the viewers, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate the opportunity to be the voice of Pittsburgh Hockey Digest and the Berg Hockey, the hashtag Berg Hockey brand that we are trying to build in the area. And we'll have a discussion about hashtag Berg Hockey next week, of course. That is what we are about. So, um, last but not least, for everybody at PhD, I am Brian Mitchell. And I will see you in the rink. Take care, guys. <laughs>